Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. The Feed, written by Infernalism. The screaming dragged him up out of the dream of mountains and snow, up onto his feet before his head had time to catch up with the rest of him. The alarm continued to blare and howl though, and he was strained enough to move, pull himself up out of the lower depths of the ship, chilled and dark, until the bright lights of displays washed away the last thoughts of cold chill, howling winds and the crunch of ice under his feet. Someone heard that blast alarm before I kill someone. He was dead before he finished snarling out the command. And you'd better have a damned good reason for waking me up. I had another six centricycles before my next shift. I found one. One? One what? A gas giant, a half-decent asteroid belt, a pristine comet. One what? He stumbled in, already in a bad mood, and it was steadily getting worse, made so by his second's obvious excitement. There was nothing exciting about mining rocks or straining gas giants for fragments of minerals and ore. I found a feed. Ridiculous. He'd chosen this space because there was no feeds out here, no occupied worlds. And despite having said as much many, many times before, this pup didn't seem to grasp the relevant point. Why do I have to keep telling you this, Ral? We don't do that. Foul temper was slowly building to something much worse. No, no, it's not. Look, look, they're dead, okay? He was smaller, lanky, smart, quick, and hell of a good ear. That alone kept his captain from smacking him into the bulkhead for not making himself understood faster. Yeah, yeah, look, it was a distortion in the background. I was just listening, you know, and the distortion kept repeating, so, uh... I got curious. It was buried in the background, low band. I bolted it out, readjusted the heading, and bam, there it was. A feast, video, audio, even digital binary. We circled around, came it in from the backside, found the start, did about a dozen small jumps, about a half a centra every jump. His mood was forgotten as he fell into old rhythms. Reading over the visuals, the computers working at scrambling and filtering, making sense of the chaos, figuring out the words and syntax, matching the visual images to words, and the images, like them, bipedal, no belts though, hairless except for the top of their skulls, my, and the sounds. Is that music? We don't know yet, it's some kind of audible display. Not sure if it's something they made or... You said they were dead. He'd been waiting for that, apparently, and thumbed the big button that queued up the relevant video. Hairless biped, clothed in something like fabric, talking gibberish, and even though he didn't know the language, he could read the fear in its eyes. Hear the despair behind the professional, almost detached tone. More images... Explosions. Massive, unmistakable explosions that came from fusion devices. 
They killed themselves? Looks like. Give me an estimate. If I had to guess, from the visuals alone, mid-tech, space travel tech, one generation above projectile weapons, rough fusion devices, widespread communication networks, fusion fuel mines, then may have some deposits left. It was crazy. This was the sort of thing that could change everything for them. And yet, I chose this sector because no one's out here. How in the hell did the map has missed something this big? It's not in the sector. If you make me ask, Raoul. The spiral arm. It's about three hectocycles out. The little soft pinging light on the display made it plain. It wasn't that far out, but it was across a big gulf of empty space. Lots of big jumps to get there, using up a lot of fuel. They'd been skimming the room of the spiral for six hectocycles already, and they'd come up with exactly zip. A half ton of ore gotten from the dregs of an already plundered gas giant. Nothing but this. They could keep going as they were, probably drag up enough goods to cover the cost of fuel and food and tribute, but not much else. Or they could take a chance and maybe... That's three cycles out, Raoul. Three there, three back, and, assuming nothing goes wrong, that gives us only two cycles to get what we can. We don't have to get everything, Captain. We load up on the ores, the metals, the fusion fuels, whatever, and we come back later and get the rest. Captain, we could buy them all with this. The whole ship had gone quiet by now. His second's excitement had spread and filled the deck. His crew... Navigation. Brought the calls... Well, I want all the data to scramble and upload it to my unit within the centra. Running the comms and continuing. This is the captain. Rig the ship for long distance travel. A flurry of activity began as he lumbered off in the direction of his workroom, already plotting out in his head how best to make this work. They all were, he knew. It was the only way to keep from thinking about loved ones and the desperate hope that this might actually work. Three long hectares on a mostly silent ship. Ninety percent of the crew in induced sleep to make the jumps easier to endure, eating up so much precious fuel. But Raoul hadn't been wrong. The feet got stronger as they got closer. The computers could hardly keep up in the end, seeing so many of these things. Strange creatures talking at some unseen person or persons. He knew that they were addressing the unseen masses of their kind, but he couldn't help but feel like they were talking to him. Talking about differences, conflicts and troubles, using names he didn't know, describing places that no longer existed, nations and peoples, faces of beings that were dead, long dead. What would they think of him and his plan to come and rob their world, digging around in their graves like a mangy garroth, looking for metal trinkets and baubles? Focus. Focus. The feed ended abruptly, long before they pinpointed the system itself. The last visuals were amateurish shots of warfare, blinding explosions, and warnings to take cover. Then nothing. The last audio were of shaky-voiced creatures calling out for help in the dark, cursing their gods and crying. He could have simply ended his study of the feed long before that point, but there had to be some kind of penance for what they were heading in to do. The data from the feed indicated that they'd started the rudimentary steps towards colonizing the other worlds of their system, but had never gotten to that point. More's the pity, nothing to scavenge there. 
They'd had a few space stations, but they'd fallen out of orbit apparently, since long-range scans showed nothing in orbit. It didn't matter, really. The feed showed no less than 30 different Stage 3 central habitation hubs. There'd be refined metals, not diluted ores. There'd be ruined tech, circuitry, perhaps some fragments of scientific discovery not yet known. He stood at the viewport, staring out and down at the world below, green and blue, and already he could see the white bones of concrete and stone that marked the sites where the hubs had been, where they had settled in large numbers and died in large numbers. There, just waiting to be picked up, sorted, stored, and taken away, and you'll be walking on the graves of a whole species while you get rich. Can you handle it, Graham? Shut up, you. Brad, which continent has the best potential? Captain, take your pick. The scanners are showing up dozens of hubs on each of them, except for the frozen ones. Ironic, sharp brown eyes lit upon a long spiking mountain range that could be seen with the naked eye, spiking up, covered with snow. The one below us. Find us a hub near the center of the continent, near those mountains. I'm not ready to deal with marine exploration. He'd only excavated on dead worlds twice before. Heavily plundered already, and only done so out of desperation. This was uh, not like those poor grave worlds at all. This one was pristine. Grasslands and mountains, forests. The more he saw, the more his heart ached. It wasn't home. It was way too flat, but uh, it was so very green. How long ago had they died that their world had rebounded in such a way? He couldn't let himself be bothered with those thoughts. There was so much to do. The crew, newly woken, and those that had stayed awake for the trip, all were busy at work, preparing scout vehicles, sorters, scanners, the ship hovering over the grass fields, preparing to land. A slight bit of distortion as he clicked the comms. Listen up, I want a camp set up within three centra, complete with perimeter and lights. We got two extra to get what we can stashed and sorted before we're hauling rear back home. We're going to be working staggered ships until I say otherwise. The sooner we fill the base, the sooner we go back to regular shifts. Scout, the first one of you that finds me a working fuel fusion mine gets the day off. That is all. Hooting and hollering from the scout teams, revving of engines. Nothing like a little incentive of lazing about to get them enthusiastic about their work. Navigation, I want a path plotted and then checked and double checked. Then keep your eyes out and up. I don't think anyone would be stupid enough to follow us, but... Captain, look there! On the ground beneath the ship, a small hairless thing sat atop the back of some beast, staring up and waving at them rather cheerfully. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.